Chapter 6, verses 17 through 34. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Mark, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 17 through 29. For Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John, and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him, and would have killed him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man, and an holy, and observed him. And when he had heard him, he did many things, and heard him gladly. And when a convenient day was come, that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lords, high captains, and chief estates of Galilee. And when the daughter of the said Herodias came in, and danced and pleased Herod, and them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. And he sware unto her, Whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it thee, unto half my kingdom. And she went forth and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in straightway with haste unto the king, and asked, saying, I will that thou give me, by and by in a charger, the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceedingly sorry. Yet for his oath's sake, and for their sakes, which sat with him, he would not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner, and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in the prison, and brought his head in a charger, and gave it to the damsel, and the damsel gave it to her mother. And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse, and laid it in a tomb. Theophylact. The evangelist Mark, taking an occasion from what went before, here relates the death of the forerunner, saying, For Herod himself had sent forth, and laid hold upon John, and bound him in prison for Herodias's sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. Bede. Ancient history relates that Philip, the son of Herod the Great, under whom the Lord fled unto Egypt, the brother of this Herod, under whom Christ suffered, married Herodias, the daughter of King Heritas. But afterwards, that his father-in-law, after certain disagreements, had arisen with his son-in-law, had taken his daughter away, and, to the grief of her former husband, had given her in marriage to his enemy. Therefore John the Baptist rebukes Herod and Herodias, for contracting an unlawful union, and because it was not allowed for a man to marry his brother's wife during his lifetime. Theophylact, the law also commanded a brother to marry his brother's wife, if he died without children. But in this case there was a daughter, which made the marriage criminal. There follows, therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him, and would have killed him, but she could not. Bede, for Herodias was afraid, lest Herod should repent at some time, or be reconciled to his brother Philip, and so the unlawful marriage be divorced. It goes on, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and unholy. Gloss, he feared him, I say, because he revered him, for he knew him to be just in his dealings with men, and holy towards God. And he took care that Herodias should not slay him, and when he heard him he did many things, 
for he thought that he spake by the Spirit of God, and heard him gladly, because he considered that what he said was profitable. Theophylact, but see how great is the fury of lust. For though Herod had such an awe and fear of John, he forgets it all, that he may minister to his fornication. Rigmigius, for his lustful will drove him to lay hands on a man whom he knew to be just and holy. And by this we may see how a less fault became the cause to him of a greater. As it is said, he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. It goes on, and when a convenient day was come, that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lords, high captains, and chief estates of Galilee. Bede, the only men whom we read of, as celebrating their birthdays with festive joys, are Herod and Pharaoh, but each with an evil presage, stained his birthday with blood. Herod, however, was so much the greater wickedness, as he slew the holy and guiltless teacher of truth, and that by the wish, and at the instance of a female dancer. For there follows, and when the daughter of the said Herodias came in and danced, and pleased Herod, and them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. Theophylact, for during the banquet Satan danced in the person of the damsel, and the wicked oath is completed. For it goes on, and he swore unto her, Whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it thee unto half my kingdom. Bede, his oath does not excuse his murder, for perchance his reason for swearing was that he might find an opportunity for slaying, and if she had demanded the death of his father and mother, he surely would not have granted it. It goes on, and she went forth and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. Worthy is blood to be asked as the reward of such a deed as dancing. It goes on, and she came in straightway with haste, etc. Theophylact, the malignant woman begs that the head of John be given to her immediately, that is, at once, in that very hour, for she feared lest Herod should repent. There follows, and the king was exceeding sorry. Bede, as is usual with scripture, that the historian should relate events as they were then believed by all. Thus Joseph is called the father of Jesus by Mary herself. So now also Herod is said to be exceeding sorry. For so the guests thought, since the hypocrite bore sadness on his face, when he had joy in his heart. And he excuses his wickedness by his oath, that he might be impious under pretense of piety. Wherefore there follows, for his oath's sake, and for their sakes who sat with him, he would not reject her. Theophylact, Herod not being his own master, but full of lust, fulfilled his oath, and slew the just man. It would have been better, however, to break his oath, than to commit so great a sin. Bede, and that again which is added, and for their sakes who sat with him, he wishes to make all partakers in his guilt that a bloody feast might be set before luxurious and impure guests. Wherefore it goes on, by sending an executioner, he commanded his head to be brought in a charger. Theophylact. Speculator is the name for the public servant commissioned to put men to death. Bede. Now Herod was not ashamed to bring before his guests the head of a murdered man, 
but we do not read of such an act of madness in Pharaoh. From both examples, however, it is proved to be more useful, often to call to mind the coming day of our death, by fear and by living chastely, than to celebrate the day of our birth with luxury. For man is born in the world to toil, but the elect pass by death out of the world to repose. It goes on, and he beheaded him in prison, etc. Gregory, I cannot, without the greatest wonder, reflect that he who was filled, even in his mother's womb, with the spirit of prophecy, and who was the greatest that had arisen amongst those born of women, is sent into prison by wicked men, is beheaded for the dancing of a girl, and though a man of so great austerity meets his death through such a foul instrument. Are we to suppose that there was something evil in his life to be wiped out by such an ignominious death, when, however, could he commit a sin even in his eating, whose food was only locusts and wild honey? How could he offend in his conversation, who never quitted the wilderness? How is it that Almighty God so despises, in this life, those whom he had so sublimely chosen before all ages, if it not be for the reason which is plain to the piety of the faithful, that he thus sinks them into the lowest place, because he sees how he is rewarding them in the highest, and outwardly he throws them down amongst things despised, because inwardly he draws them up even to incomprehensible things. Let each then infer from this what they shall suffer, whom he rejects, if he so grieves those whom he loves. Bede, there follows, and when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse, and laid it in a tomb. Josephus relates that John was brought bound into the castle of Macarion, and there slain, and ecclesiastical history says that he was buried in Sebastate, a city of Palestine, once called Samaria. But the beheading of John the Baptist signifies the lessening of that fame, by which he was thought to be Christ by the people, as the raising of our Savior on the cross typifies the advance of the faith, and that he himself, who was first looked upon as a prophet by the multitude, was recognized as the Son of God by all the faithful. Wherefore John, who was destined to decrease, was born when the daylight begins to wax short. But the Lord, at the season of the year in which the day begins to lengthen, Theophylact, in a mystical way, however, Herod, whose name means of skin, is the people of the Jews, and the wife to whom he was wedded means vainglory, whose daughter even now encircles the Jews with her dance, namely a false understanding of the scriptures. They indeed beheaded John, that is, the word of prophecy, and hold to him without Christ his head. Pseudo-Jerome, or else the head of the law, which is Christ, is cut off from his own body, that is, the Jewish people, and is given to a Gentile damsel, that is, the Roman church, and the damsel gives it to her adulterous mother, that is, to the synagogue, who in the end will believe. The body of John is buried, his head is put in a dish. Thus the human letter is covered over. The spirit is honored and received on the altar. Verses 30-34 and the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus, and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. 
And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest a while. For there were money coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by a ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all the cities, and outwent them, and came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion towards them, because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Gloss. The evangelist, after relating the death of John, gives an account of those things which Christ did with his disciples after the death of John, saying, And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus, and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. Pseudo-Jerome, for they return to the fountain head whence the streams flow. Those who are sent by God always offer up thanks for those things which they have received. Theophylact, let us also learn when we are sent on any mission not to go far away and not to overstep the bounds of the office committed, but to go often to him who sends us and report all that we have done and taught. For we must not only teach, but act. Bede. Not only do the apostles tell the Lord what they themselves had done and taught, but also his own and John's disciples together tell him what John had suffered during the time that they were occupied in teaching, as Matthew relates. It goes on, and he said to them, Come ye yourselves apart, etc. Augustine. This is said to have taken place after the Passion of John. Therefore, what is first related took place last. For it was by these events that Herod was moved to say, This is John the Baptist, whom I beheaded. Theophylact. Again he goes to a desert place from his humility. But John makes his disciples rest, that men who are set over others may learn that they who labor in any work, or in the word, deserve rest, and ought not to labor continually. Bede. How arose the necessity for giving rest to his disciples, he shows, when he adds, For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. We may then see how great was the happiness of that time, both from the toil of the teachers and from the diligence of the learners. It goes on, In embarking in a ship, they departed into a desert place privately. The disciples did not enter into the ship alone, but taking up the Lord with them, they went to a desert place, as Matthew shows. Here he tries the faith of the multitude, and by seeking a desert place he would see whether they care to follow him, and they follow him, and that not on horseback, nor in carriages, but laboriously coming on foot, they show how great is their anxiety for their salvation. There follows, and the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all the cities, and outwent them. And saying that they outwent them on foot, it is proved that the disciples with the Lord did not reach the other bank of the sea, or of the Jordan, but they went to the nearest places of the same country, where the people of those parts could come to them on foot. Theophylact so do thou not wait for Christ till he himself call you, but outrun him and come before him. There follows, and Jesus, when he had come out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion towards them, because they were as sheep having no shepherd. 
The Pharisees, being ravening wolves, did not feed the sheep, but devoured them, for which reason they gathered themselves to Christ, the true shepherd, who gave them spiritual food, that is, the word of God. Wherefore it goes on, and he began to teach them many things, foreseeing that those who followed him on account of his miracles were tired from the length of the way, he pitied them, and wished to satisfy their wish by teaching them. Bede. Matthew says that he healed their sick, for the real way of pitying the poor is to open to them the way of truth by teaching them, and to take away their bodily pains. Pseudo-Jerome. Mystically, however, the Lord took apart those whom he chose, that though living amongst evil men, they might not apply their minds to evil things, as Lot in Sodom, Job in the land of Uz, and Obadiah in the house of Ahab. Bede. Leaving also Judea, the holy preachers, in the desert of the church, overwhelmed by the burden of the tribulations amongst the Jews, obtained rest by the imparting of the grace of faith to the Gentiles. Pseudo-Jerome. Little indeed is the rest of the saints here on earth. Long is their labor, but afterwards they are bidden to rest from their labors. But as in the ark of Noah, the animals that were within were sent forth, and they that were without rushed in. So it is in the church. Judas went, the thief came to Christ. But as long as men go back from the faith, the church can have no refuge from grief. For Rachel weeping for her children would not be comforted. Moreover, this world is not the banquet in which the new wine is drunk, when the new song will be sung by men made anew, when this mortal shall have put on immortality. Bede. But when Christ goes to the deserts of the Gentiles, many bands of the faithful, leaving the walls of their cities, that is, their old manner of living, follow him. End of chapter 6, verses 17 through 34.